like, how does okay? So, given that as Africans, and now I'm, I'm, this extends beyond mm-hmm. South Africa because yeah. the entire continent has been colonized and plundered. So, right. as Africans, we now exist in a home that is no longer our home because we're made to feel that we're not welcome here. How do we begin to heal? Through a modality, i.e., psychology, yeah. that is inherently white supremacist. I think we don't. I think we should just scrap that altogether. Interesting. Um, and I mean, I don't mean this in a sense of being dismissive of mental illness or the effectiveness of psychotherapy. But the mm. issue with psychotherapy, as is, like the founding fathers are Carl Young, the racist who went to study in Kenya and Uganda Uganda, um, primitive psychology. It lets you know we're not even subhuman outside of that space. Like he likened Africans to chimpanzees and apes because like human beings were, were descended from primates and the closest is apparently black people, you know, to this, to this man's interpretation of behavior. Like, the problem with psychology is that like whiteness particularly the white man the white man is the standard Franz Fanon I don't know if you're familiar with him the author of Black Skin White Moss like gets into that quite well into that book of Black Skin White Moss about how in in because he was a a psychiatrist as well and worked in Algeria and France and Yeah. yeah wrote really awesome literary works and essay around um the black male psychology and the white male psychology and how like the black male psychology is not even the derivative of the white male psychology the white male psychology is the standard right and there are no considerations cultural considerations of whatever it is you know you're going through you know i've seen a number of articles i've read even articles around um Ubungoma, which is basically the process of becoming a Sangoma, like a healer, seer, clairvoyant yeah. person. You don't just wake up and become that person. You know, like how right. mediums do it. Like, oh, I had a vision. Now I am doing this. It's a trained yeah. thing. It's a family thing. Because back right. in the day, right. each family played its part. Like we were a community. You know, it wasn't just right. like, oh, this is oh, Bobo Machila and, his, and her people. They just hear. Like, what are the Machilas doing? Oh, the Machilas are the farmers of said community, the, su- the food suppliers. Oh, okay, what are the Kuzwayas? Oh, the Kuzwayas are, are the hunter-gatherers. If you're trying to mm. get seeds or if you're trying to get meat or whatever, that's where you go. Who are the goddess or whatever? They are the warriors. They're the security team. They make sure here we safe and they let us know of danger and stuff like that. Everybody had their right. part to play. It was very much a socialist, matriarchal setup. Before, okay. you know, colonization. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think... I know, like, we are hybrids at this point. It's what I like to refer to our generation as, and even a few before us, um, where we've had to reconcile our African identity, the self-concept, you know, of who we are in terms of our, like, core beliefs, and our experiences, our memory and influences. And like, mm. we cannot ignore that our influences and memories and experiences are largely informed by a very much white space or previously. Ooh, wait, can you elaborate on that? 
Okay, so even though I like live like I'm currently in Zambia now and yeah. I am a South African, I I live in South Africa, right? I'm visiting in Zambia and whatnot. Like you can clearly see how the different countries have been affected by colonization. You know, right, we right. can we cannot ignore privilege. I cannot even ignore the fact that you and I are speaking about dismantling our psychology in English. Oh my god, <laughs> the irony! Like, the, Wait, the I'm possession. Spiraling. I'm actually spiraling. The disposition, you know, of the displacement is so deep. Like, even when you dream, Bobo, yeah, do you dream in Swahili or Zulu or English? When you think at this point, yeah, at this when you point, think to yourself, I, what language do you use? In English, I'm exactly. fully a white man. I <laughs> there's a white man that lives inside my body because like, you know. At this point, well, for me specifically, I've lived in so many different countries that I yeah. I moved from South Africa when I was still a little kid. Yeah. So I stopped speaking the language while I was still learning the language. Yeah. I can understand it. Like I can still I understand that. Donna I totally get Zulu. that from you as yeah. well. Like I and like I I totally also get it from people that grew up on the continent because a lot right. of the time. English and Afrikaans are prioritized so that you can survive. Yes, because right? that's, that's the, the universe. That that's the mode of instruction in a lot of the places in South Africa. Yeah, and if you're unfamiliar, you're not going to make an income, sis. You won't get that degree. That's it. You're not going to get that employment in your own country. In your own country, fam. <laughs> like, imagine you you'll be... never. Ha- this doesn't happen in France. Everything Literally. is in French. The food menus. The people speak French. Like, this is doesn't even happen in China. Nowhere. No, Nowhere Africans are the only people who are fully displaced from everything that they are. And have to, even like... Even continental Africans. Even continental Africans. You know, and have to always play this game of reconciling, you know. I, I was fortunate enough to have a very traditional family as well mm. as a very westernized family. I don't know how it worked, but I think my grandparents did a really great job of being like, yes, English and education is important because you need to survive. Yeah. But also do not lose your mother tongue, right? Because you also need that to survive. Contrary to what, you know, these previously white institutions um, say, about integration and how we we are post-racial space now and rainbow nation, you know. I just feel like you can't, Madiba said, centuries of white supremacist violence all the time. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you, you can't, our greatest fear is that we are powerful in, beyond measure everything, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. also, it's suspicious about how people like Mandela prioritize and people like, um, Bantu Steve Biko, Chris Hani, and Robert Subukwe, and Mir, and, and Mirin Makeba, and Winnie Tingza Mandela are not at the forefront. Cause they were considered mm. like more like radical and whatever. Because they also confronted these issues, you know, about how we were, like, you know, how intellectuals and freedom fighters like to dismantle and theorize and intellectualize amongst yeah. themselves liberation but not where they're from in the language that is understood 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. So then now yeah, they end up becoming there's always the disconnect. Yeah. yeah. So now they end up becoming this new category of like not black, but not exactly white. Like, well, yeah. a friend of mine actually, um, I, f- I forget his name or it's Mampala Rampala. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not too sure. He wrote an essay about it, about like the new non-whites. Yes. Like, you, you're not, you're not black, but you're also not white. So you're like a non-white. Like I relate to that entirely. Yeah. I relate it, to that entirely. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can, like, we, you cannot deny that mental illness is an issue. Like, there are things that, that are like dysfunctional behavior. But also, the reason why I'm saying it's unhelpful, like, to go about the traditional psychotherapy of ways and not do like a combination of things is because who determined the dysfunction? It Ooh, was the homophobic racist old white men right right and everything else it trickles down you know there are no cultural considerations of you know in terms of sometimes you hear and see things right that aren't there in psychology that is considered schizophrenia or dissociative personality disorder like you're having hallucinations i want to talk about delusions of how like African spirituality is directly in opposition to psychology. It to the really is. Of psychology. And it actually so, shouldn't be because psychology, like we discussed earlier, is like stemmed from philosophy in a way. A lot mm. of the psychology actually stems from ancient African philosophy, ancient Chinese and Indian and Greek, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, I want to talk about like your experience. Um, so you were saying that your mom, or was it your grandma? Yeah, my grandmother was, a, was your a grandmother is a healer, like a healer. And that it's genetic, it's passed down by genetics. And so I think it not so much as genetics, but it's passed down by God. It's a loose way of saying God. But like, as we all know, English is a very limiting language. So yeah, I'm yeah. literally reducing <laughs> what it is I'm <laughs> a trying very to big say concept. to the yeah, bare minimum. Yeah. To the yeah. bare minimum. Like even with the greeting, a lot of the time when people learn Zulu, they're told that Sabona means hello, hi. And that's not what it is. Sabona means yeah. I see you and the people you Yes, I was going to say, yes. That's what yes. it means, essentially. But because we're trying to, that's, that's the problem as well. With like, you know, psychology, it's, we're trying to reduce and minimize our experience to like the white gaze so it's as understandable to a culture that never was meant to be understood by us or created for and by us, if that makes sense. No, the language barrier is especially interesting because it's something I like, I've tried to explain to a friend of mine who's Mm. American, it's like, I feel like English as a language is pretty, it's it's very literal. Like a chair is a chair, money's money. Like everything yeah. is very literal. It's a very straight language. Absolutely. African languages, on the other hand, are very metaphorical. It's so actually, we don't speak very intellectual in words. Yeah, we don't speak in words more than we do in stories and phrases Listen. and like you know. Listen. So the, there's never a direct translation of anything. Like what you're saying, something as simple as hello, that Has isn't to be a word so in Zulu. There's no word 
it in Tswana or Zulu that is hello. It is I see you. Like I see you and I hear you. The yeah. reply is I hear and see you. I'm here. I'm yes. present. And like yes. you cannot interpret like you have to be embedded in the culture and the language to interpret that. Yes. Like it's like yeah. like I said earlier, language normalizes, right? Mm. And it 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 helps you recognize and familiarize things. And now as 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 this person like you and myself operating this duality of being white men <laughs> as you yeah, said yeah. in black yeah. bodies yes it's it's wild like no, it's, it's wild yeah cuz if i'm sitting at this in this therapy session even with black people like i've i've seen black therapists um my sister has even my sister was diagnosed with schizophrenia as well which turned out not to be so um like i mentioned earlier uh, my grandmother was a sangoma right and this yeah. thing gets passed down um my late great aunt was uh, a sangoma as well she passed away so the next yeah. person was either one of her kids which i don't know passed one of her kids passed everybody else and then my mm. my, el- my late eldest sister had it i still struggle to refer to her in the past tense so don't mind me if i'm referring to her in the present tense and yeah she started hearing things and seeing people that weren't there like it first started with my grandmother you know she'd mm. come and see her all the time and she'd always feel like she's being led to a river like she's she 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 always feels submerged in the river and and would be seeing very strange things in said river um right you know and creatures apparently that she couldn't really um speak to and she was a very like staunch christian lady like i'm talking about like he, she her whole diet and way of life was informed by the bible like she went right. the extremist route of christianity and yeah. she didn't know what to do like she thought she was being possessed by an evil spirit and um, the evil spirits in the house she used to think and like i'm also very intuitive i i don't like to think of myself as particularly a sangoma or someone who's particularly clairvoyant or can predict the future or whatever i just yeah. trust the vibes you okay know? so like parts of it have been passed down to you I think parts of it I think all of us have parts of it like all of us have right. parts of it like my brother and I have a really crazy connection like when he's sick I get sick when I'm oh, sick he okay. gets sick I remember when I was yeah. even in a car accident when I was hit by a car he literally fainted and oh, we are wow. on I was on the other side of the world wow different time zone you know and that it happened all at once so we very very like close in our language um it said sialamana like we are uh, i can't even find the word there's no translation for it <laughs> yeah. okay oglamana means um we we like a hand you know like the palm of your hand and the back of your hand yeah yeah sialamana like yeah. it's one hand the palm is okay. different from the back of it but they serve Yeah, you you're know. inextricably connected. Yeah, they're inextricably linked. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Both by blood and and both spiritually. Like we like three mm. years apart, but like we we quite close. So, yeah, basically like she was in and out of like psychiatric wards. Her her marriage fell apart. Like my sister, my latest was very beautiful. 
So like there was always a man on a knee proposing to her. There were always cows coming to the homestead. You yeah, know, like yeah. we asked, we saw a flower in your garden. You know, we'd like to please, you know, take her in to be our bride. You know, by, by the time my, when my sister was like 25, she had had at least eight or nine different proposals, not just from like, yeah. you know, our community, but from everywhere, even like one of like, um, a sweaty royal, I won't mention who, uh, one of the sweaty royal's sons came by and was like, anything. And my sister was like, 11th wife? I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, mm. she she was like that that girl, you know, like beautiful, smart, well-educated. Like she had about like five different degrees and like self-sufficient, like a sophisticated, beautiful, smart lady and like, and super Christian. So like all of these things that were happening to her, were outside of the realm of what she knew or chose not right. to know because we we I know you're a vegan, but I don't mean to offend you or other vegans and whatnot. Um, yeah. I'm actually like, I don't like to even label myself a vegetarian. I think I, my diet is p- predominantly plant-based. It's a plant-based mm. diet, but I always say I can't be vegan or vegetarian because I'm Zulu. We slaughter for ceremonial reasons. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Like yeah. the blood thing is important. Like, I don't yeah. know, Christians be offended. I don't care. <laughs> um, but that's, that's my culture. We don't do it for fun. Like we don't shoot yeah. animals for sports like Eric Trump. I'm dead. Like we don't yeah. do it for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're not out here eating hippos and like killing cows. No, but for it, fun. like historically, all, if not most indigenous, like indigenous cultures have that relationship with animals. Like I always say like, yeah. And sometimes the animals it's really warm. unreasonable. Yeah. It's really unreasonable to expect or to try and force indigenous cultures to be vegan because the problem with the problem with eating meat in the West is animal agriculture. It's not yeah. like, yeah, it's not the inherent and- relationship that humans have with animals. Yeah. And like we even wear animal skins, like Ipeshu is made out of like cowhide. And mm. if like your royal, like some of your Ipeshu as a man is made out of like um, leopard skin. And even then, you're not just going to go hunt the leopard. It's you and the leopard. Ingiti, you a leader. Show us you brave. Yeah. Show us you can fight and win. They'll yeah. send you there. Go fetch your hide. You want your hide? Go fetch it. And sometimes it the leopard be, wins. Hey? And sometimes the leopard wins and you don't get your hide. And sorry, that's it. We mourn you, we bury you, move on. Yeah, but that's what it should be. Like, yeah. it, like if we're going to eat animals, we must be part of like the chain. Like the cycle. Like the food chain. Yeah. Yeah, even like also with the cattle, it's very much a spiritual thing. That's why you don't just kill them all off. You don't buy and sell anyhow or whatever. Yeah. Like, I know with my family and my clan, I'm not going to speak on behalf of everyone else. I want to sit sit here and be like, on behalf of all Zulu people, this is what we do. Specific to the Kwade clan, specific to the Zulu tribe, which I am, you know, located. Right. I I was still telling the story about my sister. So, yeah, she went in and out. And then Alex spoke to her. And I'm like, sis, maybe let's go consult a healer. She was like, no, that's demonic. We believe in God. God will heal me. God will heal me. God will heal me. But then Mm. I shared with her about how, because I was sexually assaulted, sexually abused as a child, and how because we grew up in such a Christian household and my mother prayed like no other, 
I used to always ask Jesus, God, somebody to help me and pray and never worked. And I remember the one time mm. I called on my late grandmother by her name. And I said, Dombela, like your son's harming me. Like my, yeah. my uncle, like that sexually assaulted me, passed out that day, pants down. Wow. And the helper came and I got help. My, my, I told my mother wow. everything. I got the help that I needed and I was put on the medication and everything that I needed. Because to this wow. day, even though like the trauma happened and it's done, I have a displaced pelvis and an incompetent uterus. Oh, I can't wow. have babies for shit. Even if I wanted oh, to, there are operations like the, wow. and medical procedures put in place where I could, but one, they're very expensive. And two, mm. um, they very much high risk for somebody like me. I might not survive yeah. them. I don't know about you or anybody else, but I'm not trying to die and not yeah. get to yeah. see the life I bring forth. Also, I don't think the world is a safe enough place for anybody, let alone a child. Oh my I can God. barely don't protect myself as a black woman. <laughs> what do I look like bringing a life into a situation where I can barely don't protect myself? Don't get me myself? started. <laughs> like don't get a, me started. Yeah. Into a country where every 26 seconds a woman is being raped and killed. Like, what do I look like? Uh, or murder. Yeah. At the hands of a man. You know, I can barely yeah. walk out at like when the sun comes up. No, even when the sun is up without being in danger. And now yeah. I bring a poor defenseless child into a situation like that. No, it's just not justifiable. Yeah. Like it's just, it's truly not justifiable. So yeah, eventually my sister gives in because she couldn't like, she was getting on that Van Gogh situation of like, I'm about to cut my ears. I'm like, let's just go consult her. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then we go, um, we were guided to, I, well, I was guided. I had a particular dream. My grandmother came to me again and in my dream and showed me like a particular cave. There's this um, elderly lady um, where we're from who in psychology should be described as agoraphobic, diagnosed with agoraphobia. Um, what? Wait, what is agoraphobia? Is just, she, she, she like describes herself as an empath. Like she says her powers are so potent that she feels everything all the time. Mm, right so okay. she she became a like a community recluse essentially and lived in a cave like just outside like the village yeah so nobody really knows where she is apparently you can't really find her not unless she wants to be found and i guess she had the same dream is what she had said in the consult um the same dream and made herself known when we got to this particular reverie my sister and i and she came by and she was like, hey, Bali Tusi, which is my late sister's name. Um, I've been waiting on you guys. I'm like, ooh, this girl, this woman is a real deal. <laughs> okay. So I keep quiet. We cross. We get in there. She throws her bones. The bones, by the way, are essentially crystals, shells, and um, your, the bones of that healer's particular totem animal, right? Yeah. So we yeah. all have totem animals. Um, there, for instance, like there's a clan known as Onlovu. Onlovu directly translated means elephant. So, like obviously, the totem animal is an elephant. So, if yeah. you're a healer and you're Onlovu, you'd have some 
bones, like the tooth maybe, or like the hoof bone or something of an elephant is part of like your bones. I don't know the mm. whole setup of, you know, because I haven't been initiated. I haven't gone to school and training for it. Yes, there's school and training for it, by the way. Just because you inherit yeah. it doesn't mean now you can just practice. Um, mm. So we go and obviously I couldn't be in. It's like a, a, a consultation with a doctor, like doctor, doctor, patient confidentiality, Sangoma patient confidentiality. I don't know what was said to her yeah. or what had happened. Next thing, she was like, no, I have to be initiated. Um, I shouldn't have come here. You know, Mali, this is like deviant behavior. Our grandfather was a priest. And I'm like, yeah, but our grandmother was also a Sangoma. And we cannot forsake one for the other. Like they existed in a home marriage for almost 50 years together. Mm. Like why can't we exist in the same marriage within ourselves as individuals, you know? And yeah, she was like, washed her hands of it and really seriously got sick and passed. Um, oh, not by our own, own hand, thank goodness. Um, but just, she just, I guess, in a way it wasn't by her own hand, because she stopped taking her own medications, she stopped eating, and it led to complications with her kidneys and like organs and her heart, and it just all got to be a bit too much. Um, with that too, I, I had a dream of her passing a couple of days before, and I was like stressing that we should be close to her, try to help her, otherwise she's not going to make it. And my family being who they were, were just like, we will pray. And I'm like, no, we need to light with a impepo. We need to light candles. We need to beg Ngulungulu, God, for help. Like, just because you, you guys say amen or Jesus or whatever, it doesn't mean we're praying to different things. Like, like acknowledging your ancestors doesn't mean that they are demonic or we are worshipping or praying to yeah, our ancestors. Yeah. Like, how, what I cannot reconcile is that how can an entity that fought for your land, that fought for your very existence without even knowing you'd be here, how are you considering them demonic? Mm, and the yeah. Jesus that was used to subjugate you into violent submission God. and robbing yeah. of your of your possessions, of your language, of your culture, not be perceived as violent and demonic. Mm, that's that's the tea. Like that's how, a very like how, take, like everything associated yeah. with Christianity, crusades, colonialism, like everything associated no, with like Zulu spirituality, Ubuntu, which is humanity and compassion and collective accountability. You know. Self-awareness, yeah, wow. collective awareness. These are the things that are associated with African spirituality. So you are right, friend. They're in direct opposition. Yeah. One says, yeah. take, exploit, take what you can, give nothing back. The other says, take what you can, but also make sure to share and give back mm. what you may. Like that well, cycle is very important. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely is. Do you think that there is a way to marry the two schools of thought? Like, I mean, I've been trying it. Like, I've been trying yeah. it. Like, um, I also have the same problem with, like, language in terms of my thinking and when I dream. 
I dream in different languages. <laughs> and like oh, when I think, even now as I speak, I don't know if you've noticed a bit of a stutter in the way I speak. Like at I Grapevine, I think when we did that thing, that, that, that panel discussion together, um, yeah. I was stuttering a bit because I was trying to interpret my, like I was trying to get it from Zulu to Kosa to Swati to Tswana and Debele then Afrikaans, then English, then get it to what it is I'm trying to say. Oh, wow. Okay. If that, like, do, okay. if, 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 if that makes That's sense. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm really wondering if there's a way. So, like, for example, the, ex- the, the example that you gave with schizophrenia and um, someone who was seeing people who wasn't there because of spiritual reasons is now being diagnosed as schizophrenic. And I'm someone who is constantly questioning the nature of reality, who's constantly questioning, who like, like I don't believe that there is objective reality. So I always wonder like to what extent, like where do we draw the line between acknowledging that someone is going through something spiritual versus someone is sick? Thank you for listening to the first half of this conversation. If you're interested in listening to the rest of this conversation, you will find it on Patreon. So please support my Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Bobo's Void, or you can just click on the link in the description box below. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'll be having so many more of these types of conversation with different friends, with different strangers, with all types of interesting people, and sometimes just conversing with myself. If you are interested in philosophy, politics, race, all the things, I'll be hosting all the conversations on my Patreon. So patreon.com slash Bobo's Void, or just click on the description box below and support me. Thank you.